0: The text that calls for our attention this Lord's Day is our first reading from Acts chapter 17 where Paul preaches in Athens. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Paul walked into the city of Athens and what he saw was a city full of idols. There were statues and shrines to every conceivable false god. No one would be left without something to turn to, something to place their fear, love, and trust in. If you had a new God that you wished to introduce, the people of Athens were more than ready to hear about it and perhaps even embrace it. If you didn't want to pick a specific idol, well, then you could just worship the unknown God to whom they had made a shrine as well. What do we see? as we walk into the culture in which we live. Is it not also full of idols? Increasingly, you can actually find literal statues and shrines to every conceivable false god in almost every major city in our country. No one, it seems, is left without something to turn to, something to place their fear, love, and trust in in our day. And if religion, or the worship of carved images in sacred spaces is not your thing, well, then there are a whole myriad of other things that you can worship. And if you don't want to pick a specific idol, or at least not identify it to others, well, then you're free also in our culture to worship the unknown God. You're free to say you believe in something, that you think there might be something out there, that you are spiritual, but you don't wish to say any more about who you worship. And know this, the prophets of these various idols in our day, well, they always keep quite busy spreading their false gospels. If your idol is money, well, then the prophets right now are talking and writing 24-7 to keep you tied to that idol. Even in this moment where it seems like that idol is not producing the security that it promised, they will tell you that this idol is simply sleeping and it soon will wake again. They will give you commands about what you ought to do right now in order to make sure that you can continue to place your trust in this idol. Here's how you safeguard your investments. Here's how you make sure you don't lose any more. Here's how you can increase your holdings even as others suffer. If entertainment or sports is your idol, the profits are out as well. Again, it seems for this moment that this idol has been proven somewhat fragile, that it has fallen to the floor and it is cracked. But that does not mean that people have stopped worshiping it. No, the prophets of this idol will tell you that your life is not full without such things. They will promise, too, that soon they will return and you will get your fix. They will tell you to turn to other forms of entertainment in the meantime, spending all of your time watching useless shows, all with the approval of your friends who will ask you what you're binge-watching next. If food is your idol, Well, those prophets are happy to talk to you as long as it takes in order to get your tongue salivating. They show you pictures of the food that you used to be able to eat so freely. They encourage you to make it through these days by eating and then eating some more in your homes. They tell you that getting the food you really want is certainly the one thing that is worth the risk of getting out. If knowledge, or information is your idol? Well, those prophets, they're having a heyday right now. The number of articles, videos, and podcasts being produced by these prophets is wearying. You are assured that you need not fear if you know this or that. You are told you must trust in this expert or that counter-expert. You are told that you must love one idea and hate another. If the government is your chosen idol. Well, their prophets. They have not been furloughed. They will assure you that they can keep you safe. They will tell you that they are the only ones who can truly get you through a situation like this. They will encourage you to keep connected to them at all times. And if you wish to turn to another religion, the prophets of those religions are surely welcoming to you. The prophets of Buddha will tell you that daily guided meditation is really the key to getting through all of this. The prophets of Judaism will tell you to turn to them since they have endured great trouble in the past. The prophets of Islam will tell you that theirs is a religion that banishes fear through submission to Allah. And again, if you just want to believe something right now because everything seems so uncertain, well, our culture will also applaud that regardless of what you choose to believe in if you wish to say that you're spiritual and not religious you'll receive a good pat on the back if you say that you are an atheist but a good and kind atheist you will be given praise if you want to sort of mix together different parts of different religions into something that works for you you will be considered wise now of course i should say not all of these things that i've mentioned as idols are inherently bad The false gods of false religions, they're inherently bad, but many of the other things are only bad when they become our idols, when we place our fear, love, and trust upon them. Otherwise, they would simply be good gifts to receive from the heavenly Father. Indeed, money and food and leisure are certainly gifts that God wants to give to us. Knowledge and information can indeed lead to wisdom and prosperity. And yes, whether you feel it in your hearts today or not, the government is a gift that God gives us to protect us and to help reward reward good and punish evil. But the prophets of each of these things are not simply trying to get you to believe that they're good gifts. They're trying to tell you that those things are what is essential to you, that they are what you should fear, love, and trust in. And it's not just others in our culture that are buying into the lies of these prophets. Even those of us who know the true God through his son Jesus are tempted to embrace these idols if but for a while. We get fearful and so we go check our bank accounts. We get antsy and we head to the fridge again. We begin to think frantically and we pick up a book or watch an online video. We get nervous and we turn on the press conference We might even read something from another religion just to see what it's all about. We may wonder if those who say they are worshiping an unknown God are the ones being most honest about what they can know. But there is only one solution to all of this that we are tempted to. We must hear the preaching about Jesus and his resurrection. That old teaching must become new in our ears again we must demand that we get to hear it rather than simply thinking of it as another option that one might embrace. For God, you see, he has overlooked times of ignorance, but now he commands that all people everywhere must repent because he has fixed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by a man whom he has appointed. Yes, Jesus, that one whom he raised up from the dead, he is coming. And all those who are found trusting in worthless idols will be judged harshly on that day. So let us put down our own idols. Let us beg God that he might give us prophets who will preach to us the good news of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection even if in the moment that message seems foreign to us even, because we've got so accustomed to hearing the prophets of our world speaking, may God be merciful to us and let us hear that message again in all of its sweetness. May it be a message that indeed goes from being foreign in our ears to being the most prized possession in our hearts. Let me proclaim to you today the one God who is true. He is your Father, who has created all things and still preserves them. He is the Son, whom the Father has sent in order that you might live forever. He is the Spirit, who through his church forgives your sins and gives you new life, making you a new creation, a holy person. That is the only God you need So cast down all the other idols, for their prophets are but liars. The one God you need, he has come to you in his son, in order that your sins might be forgiven and that you might have life forevermore. He has come, that on that last day when he returns, you might be judged righteous, not on the basis of your own deeds, but instead on the basis of his work that he did for you. Those prophetic words are certain and true, and you should place your trust in them. For as Jesus said in the gospel, he has not left you as an orphan. No, not even in this time of uncertainty. He has come to you. He does come to you, and he will come to you. He makes himself known to you, and you are saved. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which passes all human understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.